the Zeitgeist features four different personalities who provide their spin on what's being talked about right now in today's culture. Their conversations include current news, celebrity culture, politics, and more. The moderator starts and ends each discussion. The comedian holds nothing back. The wild card keeps you on your toes. And the analyst breaks it all down into easy-to-understand points. Welcome to the Zeitgeist. Episode 29. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Zeitgeist. No, this isn't the moderator. It's the analyst. The moderator is out in New Orleans doing God knows what. And she's <laughs> left us... Sandwiches. <laughs> and she's left us here to handle the show all alone. So I'll be uh, dealing with the moderating duties, and let me introduce my co-hosts here. Uh, Wildcard, how's it going? Uh, it's going okay. I'm here. I'm ready to go. Okay. And what about you, comedian? Are you ready to go? You're back. I mean, it's been a while since we've had you here. I wasn't here last week. Where was I last week? I was sick last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Here I am. <laughs> okay, and with that, let's dive right into the sizzle. The sizzle. All right, so look, we're back to Kim Kardashian again in the news. <laughs> she re- yeah, she released a selfie. She was naked with some bars over her important bits. It's an echo to, I guess, that paper magazine uh, cover from 2014. People always get upset. And, um, really, don't you all have something better to do? Time out. That was 2014 that she did that um, break the internet thing? I think so. Or That just seems so long ago. I think so. I think so. Um, it was a while ago, though. Uh, now, celebrities have even gotten in on this both for and against it. I mean, we have Bette Midler running her mouth. It's like, Bette Midler, really? Bette Midler? What is that about? I don't know. It's weird. Bette Midler? Um, Piers Morgan? I mean, come on. That's nasty anyway, Piers. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz, the young actress, all against Kim. And then you have people who are for Kim. We have Sharon Osbourne, who posted her own selfie, of herself naked. Uh, Emily Ratajkowski, who's an actress, also did that and uh, she's written an article on uh, the whole body shaming stuff. Miley Cyrus said that everyone is acting uh, tacky, uh, which is interesting from uh, <laughs> Miley. I know that's very interesting. I just, you know, don't we all have something better to do? Like, I, I almost wanted to put this in what we don't care about this week, but uh, it's better for the sizzle, I guess. Go ahead, somebody say something. Comedian, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a matter of body shaming because, I mean, it'd be one thing if Kim Kardashian was fat or something that people did not want to look at. She has a body that most people find desirable, so I-, I need to cross out that whole body shaming issue. Well, some people do Some people do criticize her weight from time to time. Yeah, she went through that a bit. People were saying she was too heavy. But, I mean, that's to me, that's her job. She is an influencer. I don't know if that's how you properly say that. Yeah, but that's it. Influences mm-hmm. style and what's considered sexy and beautiful. And to me, these are part of her 
job responsibility. She creates buzz, whether it be controversy or... So she's doing her job, so who cares? I mean, that's... I don't see what's so... What's so big? Now, the people who are commenting on... I, now, I don't understand that whole... What Amber Rose had to say, um, as far as... I, I don't... I can't support the whole slut-shaming thing, because I'm like... I can support the slut-shaming thing, the point from... Just because I'm a woman, I don't need you to think that I want to have sex with you and rape me. Um, from that aspect of it, or because if I wear something that you think is too low cut, that's not me inviting you to, you know, come and touch me. But this whole, I'm going to post naked pictures of myself and don't call me a hoe. I, I can't get on board with that. But like you said, who cares? Wildcard? Okay, look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, before you start, yes, it was the winter 2014 paper magazine. Yep. What? That long ago? Jeez. Go ahead, Wildcard. Okay. okay, first of all, she posted this where? On Instagram. Okay. Or Facebook means, or wherever. Yeah. Which means you have to follow her to even see it, correct? Until the post it. It, it. Right. Well, this I'm getting. That's where I'm, I'm about to go with the people who like to repost this stuff and then write some complaint under it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, if she posts that and you're following her, then you get it. Now, to all of you that follow her and then want to repost it and talk negatively, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, I, was, I was unaware of this because I don't follow the woman. Yeah, and you know the media. Yappity yappity. Well, you know the media do pick it up, and then you know more people find out about it. Uh, the only reason I found out about it was uh, via media. Um, and I, I, look, yeah. this whole thing. First of all, this whole thing in this country, and this has been said before, when it comes to naked bodies and sex, it, I just think it's just gone too far because you know these people love to have their guns and all of that in their homes but uh, heaven forfend that we have a naked selfie somewhere then it's the kids then we have to watch (laughs) out for the kids oh what about my child i don't know about your child i don't care about your child for real okay so uh i just think this is her brand as ayana was saying um Hey, that's her job. That's what that's, she does. Yeah, I mean, that's what she do. Y'all, I think the reaction is just buying into her brand. I wish people to understand. Your negative reaction doesn't hurt celebrities. It helps. Either way, if you hate or love, it helps them. It's ignoring them, like the wild card was saying, that would do something negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to quickly, my philosophy a lot of times on this is... When someone does something and it's all of this backlash from all these self-righteous people, which goes to your point, um, analyst slash moderator today, which goes to your point where worry about yourself. Because I see people doing stuff each and every day, 24, when I'm not awake 24 hours a day, but however long I'm awake doing all kinds of stuff they shouldn't be. Like what? What are you seeing? What are you seeing? I'm not getting specific. Okay. I was just wondering. Lying, like, cheating, lying, oh. cheating, steal, all kinds yeah. of stuff. Okay. And what about what about leaving trash out on the streets? Leaving stuff? litter yeah. and all kinds of things. <laughs> Look, let me stop right there before I offend. Now, <laughs> no, I'm the wild card. I'm not the wild card, but I don't want to get this wild. Now, back to the point. Okay, worry about yourself. Stop judging everything. I mean, she wasn't even naked. She had like some bars over her parts, which is you know disappointing. 
But the point is this. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> Look. Worry about yourself as soon as people gang up and start doing all this stuff about you wagging their finger and there's all kinds of things going on in the world that they don't say anything about or make as big a deal about when people are dying and stuff like that. Okay. I don't want to hear it from y'all. And Bette Midler, what what whole social media hole does she crawl out of? Well, you know, I think she was kind of trying to make a joke. Um well, it's not funny. Yeah, I want right. to get at somebody else. Because I read in this article that Pink wanted to chime in. Oh, yeah, please. Pink wrote this long uh, post. Have we forgotten our early career? Well, well, which is what Kim, I mean, I Kim, which is what uh, Amber Rose pointed out. She was just like, Pink, you swing, you swing oh, half naked. Amber Rose decide. Oh, well, Amber, oh, well, you missed a good chunk of it. Amber Rose invited, uh, she essentially, quote unquote, celebrated, uh, what's her face, Kim Kardashian, and invited her to oh, be no. partici- participate in her slut shame. Now I'm conflicted because I never want to be on Amber Rose's side. (laughs) (laughs) But the point is, is shut up. And um, what's the actress's name? What's the one from, uh, uh, was it Kick-Ass? I can say that right because that's the name of the movie. Probably Grace Moretz. Yeah, what is that about? Be quiet. You know what? I don't know. I'm done with this. Politics. Um, Talking about what you may or may not care about. Bernie Sanders... Uh, shocked, and that's in quotes, the world, by eking out a win in Michigan over Hillary Clinton on Tuesday. We didn't predict that because nobody predicted it. No poll suggested it. But there are several reasons why that happened and why the polls missed it. Before we get to that, though, in the debate before uh, that Tuesday primary, Bernie had something interesting to say to all black people in this country. Okay, let me read the quote. Uh, Now, what happened, the question in the debate was, what racial blind spots do you have from Don Lemon, who was trolling the whole debate with this stuff? Uh, Of all people. Yeah, I mean, the questions were really just bad from him. But uh, here's Bernie's answer. Quote, when you are white, you don't know what it's like to be living in a ghetto. Well, now, wait a minute. Let me go back and do it in Bernie's voice and read the whole thing. <laughs> when you are white, you don't know what it's like to be living in a ghetto. You don't know what it's like to be poor. You don't know what it's like to be hassled when you're walking down a street or dragged out of a car. Hold on. Hold on. So white people don't live in ghettos and white people aren't poor, only black people are. Let me tell you something, Bernie. I didn't live in a ghetto, and I ain't poor, and I'm black, okay? So I don't know what's going on. And then, of course, after this, he came out, his campaign came out, tried to say that's not what he meant. It doesn't matter. (laughs) That's what you said. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We got what you said. See, this is my thing. Why don't you just say, you know what? I made a mistake. I really did make a mistake. And move on from there. Now, y'all want to come after Hillary Clinton Mm -hmm. for whatever reasons, whether it's true or not, asking her to do everything under the sun. Like, Bernie wants her to release these speeches to Wall Street. Okay, well, then you should just come out and apologize and let it be what it is instead of just trying to explain it away. All right, let's pause there. Comedian, let me get your take on that. Have you been in the ghetto uh, or lived in it, sorry, and are you poor? 
No, nor have I been dragged out of a car either. But uh, yeah, no, that but that can happen to anybody. It, that can, I mean, yeah. there was nothing that he said that was uh, specific to just black folks. I, but like you said, I mean, I, if he, we've all misspoke. Uh, but it, it's I, I. That's it. <laughs> Go ahead, Wildcard. Your quick thoughts on that, and then we'll move on. Um, what do you want me to say about that? <laughs> I mean, the man, the law, man, that, just yeah. a, a, a bull in a china shop. That and, is, yeah. And, and I think um, because of the, I mean, people, everyone talks about you know the Republican side and Trump, and rightfully so. I mean, they are really beyond you know they've jumped several lines across several lines yeah but now Bernie, with the, you know the trump su- supporter being prosecuted for beating up a protester and that stuff yeah right and this my whole point, thing in chicago that rally that donald trump postponed yeah but yeah but my point is the cl- the climate there's a climate created by that which makes bernie's behavior more tenable it doesn't seem as bad but i think in a normal year Mm-hmm. This stuff would really be moving the needle. I mean, he says a lot of things, and I'm like, really? Yeah. But no I, one picks up on it because the climate is so combustible on the Republican side, right? In comparison, so I think he's really picked a, re- a good year to behave like a lunatic a lot of times. So, well, and that's that's him, and that's what his supporters will say that you know that's who he is. All right, whatever. Um, right. Now, also, he has the benefit of running against Hillary Clinton who in the media, there's already a narrative, they're already gonna come for her, so whoever her opponent is, is gonna get positive coverage as a result. That's just what's gonna happen. Um, Now, whether you like it or not, that's the truth. Now, coming back to him uh, beating her in Michigan by, I think, one and a half percent of the vote, uh, 538 came out, they wrote a whole thing about this because they predicted it incorrectly, but that's because they're data-driven. If the data's poor, then the prediction is going to be poor. Uh, and they mentioned some things that would explain why Bernie won and beat those expectations. One, the pollsters underestimated the youth turnout. We always know that's a big part of his demographic. The pollsters underestimated Sanders' dominance among young voters, of course. So he did even better than uh, they expected among those voters. Pollsters underestimated the number of independents who were voting because in Michigan it's an open primary. And that's important to note, everyone, if you're focusing on next Tuesday, the 15th, because people want to bring up Ohio, which is similar demographically to Michigan. However, Ohio doesn't have an open primary, which means in Ohio, only Democrats can vote. No independents, no Republicans, unlike Michigan. So you have that going on in Michigan. Uh, They underestimated Sanders' support among black voters because he actually got 28% of black voters instead of 20%. So I guess the ghetto comment helped him get 8% more. Great. Uh, Pollsters missed a late break to Sanders by not polling after Sunday, which was important. And they uh, also saying some Clinton supporters, supporters chose to vote in the Republican primary, again, open primary in Michigan. Pollsters had little recent history to work with because this is the first time in recent history that Michigan has actually mattered in this process. And it could have just been an outlier, a perfectly rotten combination of bad luck and bad timing. So just to run through how that can happen and to segue into, again, this next Super Tuesday on the 15th, where we get 
uh, Florida, Illinois, Missouri, North Carolina, and Ohio all voting for both Republicans and Democrats. Uh, the Northern Mariana Islands will caucus on Tuesday for the Republicans. They're uh, caucusing today for the Democrats, and they have uh, a few delegates to hand out there. So this will be the date when I believe that Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton will be able to shut down their competition or not. So go ahead, wild card, pick it up from there. What do you think? Um, I mean, okay, on the Democratic side, Hillary Clinton has the huge leads, and we talked about this. And that's in all of the polling. Uh, right. And now, you know, because the question is after Michigan, are these polls off? Now, what I, that's why I threw in, well, these aren't open primaries, especially in Ohio, because Ohio and Missouri are Bernie's best shots at getting a win on Tuesday. Um, and he really needs to win at least one of them to keep uh, the media on his side, I believe, and not calling for him possibly to leave the race. When are you going to do that? Uh, if he wins both, that'll be better for him. Um, so there you go. So go ahead, wild card. Yeah, and I think with 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 the Democratic side, um, because of the, the the delegates and the proportional allocation and everything we've talked about week to week here, um, and even last week with the Michigan, the close Michigan win by Sanders, she still stretched her delegate lead because exactly. of the Mississippi debt, the blowout in Mississippi. So what we're ha what we're seeing here, I yeah, she received because... 20, 20 more delegates from Tuesday, right. even after right. that win for him. Yeah, it, which what, which was an important win for him. It was uh huh. Right. What what. You're seeing, I believe, from Sanders is an attempt to, like you said, control the media or have the media continue um, in the direction that they're that they're going in. It's it's he, I don't, he's not going to overtake her in delegates. I mean, barring you know some collapse, something we don't know. Yeah, he would have to 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 even to match her delegates uh, with that proportional allocation that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. He'd have to win 54% of the rest of the vote. Um, now, to overcome her super delegate lead, if they stay with her, remember, everyone, super delegates can change their allegiance. They, they don't. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't count them right now they, because they don't. Yeah. But just to give the people this, they don't declare until the convention, uh, right. officially. But if they stay with Hillary, who the people who have already said they support her, he would have to win 61% of the remaining vote. Uh, I'm done with the Democrats. Now for the Republicans. Uh, on the Republican side, we now start getting more winner-take-all winner states and winner-take-most. So Florida's winner-take-all for Republicans. Uh, Ohio is winner-take-all. Illinois is winner-take-most. Uh, meaning if you get over half of the vote, you that's it. You get all delegates. But if, you, if no one gets half of the vote, then it's proportional. Uh, also, also, the Northern Mariana Islands is winner-take-all for GOP. So this is where, if Trump, I believe, can win in Florida, which he probably will, and and even I think if he loses Ohio, if he wins in Florida, I think it's over. Um, especially if he wins in Florida and Ohio, it's really done. What do you think, Wildcard? I would agree 100%. I mean, if he wins those two, it's that, that's it. Um, and yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Illinois here too. Right. Yeah. That's it, the question is, can he get? Yeah. I mean, I know it's a winner take most, but 
Yeah, can he get over 50%? Yeah, right. Yeah, because you know I mean? because if he loses Ohio, which Kasich has a shot at winning, definitely a strong shot. Right. But if he gets that over that threshold in Illinois, it really doesn't matter. And I don't think people talk about that. That's why I brought it up. Yes. Um, because Ohio, like you just said, is contested, we'll say. There's a chance that he doesn't win. But then, I mean, he has a backup at, in, in a shot in Illinois. Yeah. With the yeah, because I, I think most. right now 538 has Kasich as the uh, likely winner of Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, but if you go through their site, everyone, they did write about the Republican race and how winning Illinois could change things as well, what right. we just said. So yeah. I just wanted to posit that because I don't think it's talked about enough. It's Ohio and Florida, Ohio and Florida. Yeah. I think Illinois does at least need to be mentioned mm -hmm. or as being able to really, for Trump to really, <laughs> I mean, shut this thing down almost. And right? do you think that happens, Wildcard, just to end politics here? Because I'm done yeah, yeah, I just yeah. Looking at Florida, I think he wins Florida, and between Illinois and Ohio, I think something's gonna break uh -huh. in his direct. It, it's too many avenues where he has a shot at really closing the deal as much as you can close the deal mm -hmm. on, on the fifteenth. So I think the chances are yes. Um, so you think he puts the nomination away on Tuesday? I do. I'm gonna predict okay. and say he does. And do you do form. you think that that Hillary Clinton does the same? Yes. Okay. I feel stronger on the Democratic side with, mm -hmm. with her really shutting it down because really, and like we talked about, I mean, the delegate, the math is the math, as they like to say. Yeah, or, or in Great Britain, the maths. The maths, okay. yes. The maths. Okay, so let's move on to... So, I, I'm sorry for everyone with the, the Trump thing. It's just the way the numbers look. I know. I apologize. You didn't do it? Yeah, I'll what? Just, well, I'm not apologizing like this. Look, we live in states that haven't even voted yet. Next, okay. Odd news. There's a hum, everyone, <laughs> going on in the Canadian city. Okay, imagine you're getting in bed. You're ready to go to sleep. You have to wake up early for a meeting at work in the morning. And you hear this incessant hum. You can't sleep. What are you going to do? might go find the person and if you find them you might strangle them <laughs> so you get up in your pjs you get into your car you start driving to find the source of this hum and you can't find it so everybody this is a true story about what's going on in windsor ontario okay which is uh close to the states it's uh it's essentially uh i think parallel to Detroit um, so you know they are having this problem there uh, the story I just told is uh, what one of the residents actually did he got up and tried to find this the source of this hum now what they think is the source is uh, US steel which is based on Zug Island uh, a massive land in the in the Detroit River just over the US Canadian border and um, the municipality that oversees Zug Island is River Rouge, Mich Michigan. Uh, now, River Rouge says that, oh, look, we don't have the resources to even look into this problem. <laughs> um, U.S. Steel don't care. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen here. I just think it's crazy that they have the supposed source of the hum and no one's doing anything. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what I would do. Comedian, what would you do if you heard this hum? 
every first night. First of all, this is proof that you shouldn't live in an area that's highly industrial. Um, because I feel like everybody on that side of the country is having having these issues in general. Uh, I mean, honestly, what can you do? Do you feel like fighting, or do you feel like probably the easier thing to do would be to leave? And I'm not saying leaving is the easier thing. I mean, after cursing somebody out profusely, probably several people. Um. Yeah. Cause it cause it happened in 2012 and went away. Then it came back recently. Uh, even in 2013, the Sci-Fi Channel uh, sent <laughs> sent their sent their show there to investigate. Uh, well, they thought it was ghosts. Well, they thought it was some computer some uh, conspiracy theorists thought that a U.S. communications program uh, said to control minds or the weather was behind this, and that's that's uh, HARP, H-A-A-R-P, so not A-A-R-P, H-A-A-R-P. Uh, wild card, now you're the wild card. Mm-hmm. What would you do if you heard this hum? See, this is, I, I, this is just frustrating, putting myself in the resident shoes, because yeah. who do you direct your anger at? I know, it, yeah. Who am I gonna be the wild card to? <laughs> That's the problem. I guess you'd have to go to your politicians and, and let them have it. Um, but look, here's my suggestion to all of the residents of Windsor. White noise. Mm. Ah, yeah. White noise. Well, they were saying it was, it was forcing everything to, um, to vibrate. Yeah, white yeah white I know. White noise. Yeah, but still, it, look, they have sleep phones. They have sleep phones. It's like a headband with uh, uh, earbuds in them. If you put that in and you have some white noise, you'll probably be okay because the vibration might be all right without the sound. The vibration might actually help. I don't know what's happening, how strong it is. But if they haven't tried it, that would be my suggestion to them, some white noise. And, you know, I feel for those people, man. You think you make an adjustment to that if it goes on long enough? No. Mm -hmm. It's like like tinnitus, you know, the ringing in the ears. No, that'll drive you nuts. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it, so I'm just asking. It's like yeah. smelling a homeless person on a train. That smell doesn't go away, and then it travels with you, too. Yeah, look, I had a neighbor once that caused a hum in my apartment. How? It was something vibrating in their apartment. He was the next and, man? <laughs> and it, at night, and it drove me nuts. Oh, like, that's why you have the background here. There you go. It drove uh-huh. me completely nuts, and I had to go talk to them and figure out what it was. Um, but in the future, yes, I got white noise. I had to put on noise-canceling headphones just to mm-hmm. sleep. So, you know, but I, that would be my suggestion. And that's the end of that. we moving on to something else that's scientific. Health and science. But this is not, everybody, about a hum. This is about fasting. Now, I know everybody's going, fasting, what are you talking about? In particular, intermittent fasting. Uh, the New York Times and their well blog wrote an article about this. Uh, what intermittent fasting is, everyone, is you fast periodically. So there are really two schools of thought on it. You either take a day or two out of your week or month of not eating at all, so a, a complete fast. That's and the five to two, right? They call it. The yeah, I'll get into that. So, okay. but but that's just one form. So you take a day or two out of the week or out of the month. It depends on how you do it. And you fast. And then the rest of your days you eat whatever you want. Then there is another form of intermittent fasting 
which is you have a shortened uh, window of time when you eat. So maybe you just eat eight hours a day in an eight-hour period, or you eat six in a six-hour window, whatever it is. You do all your eating during that time, uh, and then you your body fasts for the rest of it. Uh, what science has found is that this helps. Well, first, of course, they did it in mice. They experimented and found that it uh, it increased their markers of of youth, uh, their markers of health. Then they started doing that with humans and found similar improvements and markers like their IGF-1, which is a, a marker of inflammation, uh, went down. Their diabetes numbers went down, etc. So, you know, like you were saying, Wildcard, this is where that 5-2 diet comes from. That's when you eat whatever you want for five days. You fast for two out of every week. Um, so this is now being pushed more and more and more. Uh, and some people say that this may increase our longevity. So my question to you two is, Wildcard, starting with you, are you ready to fast intermittently? You know, I actually think this is somewhat interesting. I think um, I may fast and not know it due to the, the, the what goes on in life with work and things like that. At least a lot of times I just um, don't eat, especially lunch. Yeah. So I may be doing this inadvertently anyway. And you haven't night. eaten. You haven't eaten breakfast either, right? No, like today. Yeah, like we're we're recording now. I I don't. I definitely don't eat it on the weekend. I may have like a you know a banana or something like that during the week. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I'm always interested in getting an edge or is something there that can improve me, especially I, I'm. Well, I'm not going to go into my diet and things like that, but. I just think it's interesting and worth exploration. Mm, okay. That's not a wild answer. I know. It's wild to a lot of people. A lot of people are hearing this going, what? Fasting? Yeah, maybe, right? <laughs> okay. All right. Comedian, what about you? Are you ready to jump on board here? Um, I think most people probably think about fasting when they think about religion, I guess. Yeah. Right. That's what I think about fasting. And, and it's always, to me, it's always some fat person talking about how they going to go on whatever. Fast. Uh, but they do yeah, it. That's right. And there she goes. I know she. There she goes. But only only the comedian can do this. Yeah. <laughs> she she will hate on the women. <laughs> she will hate on the the obese and overweight. Go ahead. I'm like Bernie. I'm equal opportunist. <laughs> opportunist. Uh, president. You people may. Yeah, that could be your platform. That's yeah. right. People seem to like it. So. Yeah. I just I. I Look, I like food a lot. That's that's really what it comes down to. And even after losing a bunch of weight, that's still my day-to-day -day struggle. Um, Have you ever tried this? Tried fasting? If it's I did, it was accidental. Oh, uh -huh. it was accidental, and I'm not aware that I did it. Yeah. Um, I would say this. I would say this. Try it, because I haven't told you about me. I do this. Okay. I, I am an intermittent faster, but my form is the shortened window of eating. So, so would you don't eat breakfast? Don't eat breakfast. I, I don't even have meals. Like that doesn't exist to me. I have food I eat during the day. Um, so I'm I depending on if I'm uh, teaching or not, my window will start. But I don't ever eat before uh, four thirty p.m. Well, now the funny thing about that too is like uh it okay so in Weight Watchers when I used to work for them they used to always say breakfast is the best is the most important meal of the day the same thing we've all learned to say mm -hmm. and then I remember there was a 
big email communication that came out to all the leaders and the receptionists telling us that uh you know whatever study has happened has shown that this is actually false information because we would really 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 harp on our members to eat breakfast um and even tell them that if you're not going to eat breakfast make sure you know not even if you're not going to eat breakfast we started even like going breakfast doesn't have to be bacon and eggs or whatever the case may be it could be something small it could be a banana you can get a cat a, a latte or whatever the case may be but you have to get your metabol the big thing was you have to get your metabolism started right which is uh, which is false uh-huh exactly so and then it came out this whole big push this whole big email communication that that actually is not the case just as long as you eat a well-balanced meal throughout the day stay within your points yada 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 get all your mac macronutrients blase 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 blah um now i was watching um your diet is better than mine i think that's the name of the show with shanti um and one of the, the diet one of the trainers slash dietitian well he's not a dietitian at the point um he was telling his his client about intermittent fasting and um it's interesting the mentality of folks who I'll say addicted to food since you guys say I'm always talking about fat people. Um folks who are addicted to food, who have a food addiction. One of the uh one of the cast members was saying um you know, we're on this show to learn how to eat healthy. And uh here this guy is teaching us as he didn't use the word anorexic, but teaching us to stop eating and that's not healthy. And the trainer, you can see that he wanted to say something along the lines of intermittent intermittent fasting is not about starving yourself. It's a technique that you use and clearly no one is going to die because they didn't eat two meals. Right. Yeah. And and the thing is, uh everyone wants to talk about how we've evolved. Uh mm-hmm. if we want to go back like these paleo people like to talk about, you think they were eating three square meals a day? No. Right. They would they they may go days without eating at all. So our bodies are well adapted to fasting. Um no you are not going to have ill effects. It would only be ill effects if you're starving. That no one's talking about starvation. Uh mm-hmm. I've been doing this for a long time and I'll tell you that if the longer you do it the easier it is because I don't even wake up hungry. It's just you you get used to not eating. The problem is what I found and this is just me, if I the earlier I eat in the day, the more I eat. The earlier it is, the more I eat. Once I start eating, the appetite's ready to go. So, you know, if I wait, then I can control my weight. Ha ha, you like that, don't you? Okay. Now, so I've heard from I've I've learned from experience that that's again. As soon as I start popping, that's right. It's throughout the day I'm I'm on it. And there's a scientific explanation for this. I mean, I won't go into it when the body kind of goes into a maintenance mode. Exactly. Um so it's not just, you know, coming out of left field um, no and that's for this. and that's also where you get those benefits because the body is able to do other things instead of digesting food all day right yep. uh, mm-hmm. yeah and now for those of you who are who uh, are going well I want to gain weight and I you know I want to build muscle won't that affect it you can research that online there are bodybuilders who do this as well okay so let's end it there we're going to move into business Joe's crab shack <laughs> They have an interesting way of decorating. If you've ever been to the restaurant, you know. On the table, they like to have little pictures of of different things. And uh, a couple was in there. And they decided to take a closer look at these pictures. And what they found was um, shocking. 
uh, they found that there was a picture that showed the public execution of a black man named Richard Burleson, who was hung at age 21 after being found guilty of robbing and murdering a white man in Texas in 1895. Okay, so a lynching on your table under your crabs. Okay. Now, the manager of that Joe's Crab Shack uh, later contacted uh, the couple um, and said or, or said to try or wanted to try to clear and clear up the situation by saying that this was an execution rather than a lynching. <sighs> he also gave them a free meal. Don't forget the free meal that he gave. Yeah, well, they said, we don't want your free meal. We ain't coming back ever again. And uh, look, just as um, some of the experts in, in history and in, and in lynching and all of this stuff have said um, African Americans during that time uh, were often th those, those uh, executions were often uh, oh, sorry those lynchings were often glorified as legal executions as an excuse so thanks manager for that but sit down um, I, look I don't even know what to say about it. It's just everywhere. I just think the lack of, of sensitivity out here, because people are getting tired of having to think about everyone else. I know it's difficult in the world to do that. <laughs> um, but look, let's stop being careless and start thinking, especially in a business context. Now, this is not some mom and pop shop. Okay, go ahead. Wildcard, I, I'm done. I can't anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm with all of that. This gets tiring with, I mean, it, it, I, like you said, I mean, you, you kind of said it all with this. People don't feel like, especially people who are in power, mm -hmm. don't want to confront these things when some of the rest of us have to deal with them. Um, so in this case, actually, I think this also tracks to now with the whole trumped up charges, for lack of a better term. Um, where people are casted a certain way. Oh, well, they did this illegally, or this is why certain things happen. Speaking to maybe the way the police handle uh, minorities, uh, African-Americans, things like that, where it's they're always presented as some kind of threat or felon, mm -hmm. right, to justify how they were treated. And I'm going, going beyond the crab shack thing into the actual lynching slash... Um, Legal execution. execution. Yeah. Right. And, and that is, I, I think that tracks to right now. Yes, you're right. You're talking about the legacy of that and, right. and how it's still reverberating at this moment. That's that's a great point. You uh, can think about you know, Trayvon yeah. Martin or whoever you want to bring up, any of these incidents where the... they now, Trayvon was, that wasn't the police. That wasn't but, the, yeah. but still the reaction to it, uh, mm -hmm. where it, if an unarmed um, African-American is shot, yeah, they dig into their history or anything they can find. Exactly. Justify it as being a, in this case, legal execution. Yes, right. That's exactly right. Now, comedian, are you going to still enjoy your crabs over the lynching photos? I mean, he did offer a free meal, you know. Um, <laughs> so you would have, you would have taken that meal. Is that what you said? I would have taken it, but I'd still kept. You know, I. There are times where I just don't, I feel like people are just too ignorant to understand, so it's like, why even try to explain? Mm -hmm. um, and that might be the lazy approach. But sometimes you talk to people and you're just like, you know what, dude, you just, you're just never going to get it. And I feel like after a while, you know, I, 
maybe when I was younger, I had more energy. Um, yeah. But you know, at a certain point in year, you're just kind of like, man, I just, I can't with you today. That, that, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things where he should have profusely apologized and obviously taken up the, the chain of command. And you know, obviously, that the first thing they do is they offer a complimentary meal. That's what you're going to get at any restaurant you go to that you have any type of problem. Right. Um, but for him to try to, I think the disconnect is when people try to explain their actions. Yes. Or explain why how you feel is wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it just go, you know, I think this goes back even to what the um, analyst moderator today mm-hmm. said about Bernie Sanders. Whereas, yes. can't you just apologize? And right. with it, instead of offering it, as soon as you start and trying to explain it, yeah. I'm done with you. And to the comedian's point, um, if you don't get it, then you're not going to get it. Right then and there, that having a dude lynched on your, you know, chain restaurant. I mean, this is a chain, right? <laughs> yes, on it the is. Tabletop. If you can't get in that moment, why this is the problem? I'm not talking to you. I'm too old. Like the comedian said, I'm too old for this. I'm not trying to convince you. I know where you stand. I'm moving on. And you know what it is? Just to wrap this up, it's guilt. Yes. They, that guilt starts coming up, and then they want to justify it. So it's not about you. It's about them trying to say, oh, no, no, it's not my fault. It's really a legal execution. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean that all black people in the ghetto and poor. That's not what I meant. That's what it is. And what they need to do is just own the guilt, apologize, and move forward because they get a better response. Well, if you tell them, you know what? Say that again. I said it's foot in the mouth syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, just leave it alone. Just go, you know what? That is terrible. I'm horrified. I apologize. We're going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can offer you a free meal. I'm going to go to my. Uh, my management staff talk to yeah. people ahead of me see what we can do right. i apologize again period and you need to and you need to say i know this free meal doesn't make up for anything but right now this right. Is the, only thing I can give you. Right. the only thing i can give you there's nothing else i can give you at this moment i'm gonna try my best right uh, but i don't want an explanation as to why it's there or I mean, you know the dude can't take a chisel and 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 take it off in that moment I mean, everyone's I mean, yeah. reasonable about that. We know that. So I think the comedian, what she says, is right on. Yeah, and it's, then all, and all these people who are coming in saying, oh, well, they didn't know. This is, like you said, Wildcard, a chain restaurant. Right? Nothing, nothing is done by happenstance. This is ordered in bulk. Right. They had a designer <laughs> come up with this stuff. This is what I'm right. talking about. Yeah, this, so just be quiet. Now, let's move on before it gets too overheated. All right, let's calm down. What we don't care about. And now into what we don't care about. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> this is everybody. Guess what? We know that the Ghostbusters re- reboot is coming. We know it. Mm. Uh, and this is an all-female Ghostbusters. So, uh, Ayana, you can uh, share your vitriol with the women in a moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what Vulture actually found is that this reboot... It's going to be scientifically accurate about everything but, well, you know, the ghosts and the busting, of course. So, outside of the actual title stuff, they wanted to make sure the science was right. Like, with the whole, with their uh, photon lasers or whatever they are, uh, they brought in an MIT researcher to oversee this. And I really don't care. This is a movie! (laughs) (laughs) 
This is what I'm talking about when people go to movies. Well, that would never happen. It's fiction. It's fiction. <laughs> Just like with Gravity and Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's not how it works. We aren't watching uh, real NASA people. It's a movie. It's about a narrative. I just, I, this is driving me nuts. I don't care whether their photon lasers are correct. They're busting ghosts. You're like, let's look at the bigger picture here. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Uh, go, go ahead, comedian. I, this um, is in your real house. Now, they should have casted you. Let me tell you, one of my biggest dreams as a little girl was to be casted. I'm always embarrassed to tell people that. Like, I was like, whenever they remake Ghostbusters, you know, they remake everything. I was like, I want to be in that. But I didn't want to be, um, I didn't want to be one of the Ghostbusters. I wanted to be the, um, the, the key master or the gatekeeper. Which one was the (laughs) (laughs) gatekeeper? Wait, the key master is the Matrix, isn't it? No, 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 it, it, no, remember, that's the original with Rick Moranis and Sigourney oh, Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she was like, are, are you the, the key master? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I wanted to be the gatekeeper. That's what I wanted to be, so, you know, I, was, I had no interest You wanted in to me. turn into one of those, uh, those, uh, what, they, they look like uh, the Gamork from um, The NeverEnding Story, those things. Yes, yes. I really like make believe. Um, anything that allows me to wear cool makeup and stuff. But would that be that scientifically say, well, accurate? Well, you know, as long as you have the correct formulas, as this article pointed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, but you know, here's a funny thing: as an engineer and a mathematician, uh, whenever I see those things, like whenever I see formulas and things like that, like written out, yeah. I'm actually my mind automatically tries to go through figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, okay, well, there's okay, so we're gonna integrate that. Okay, order of operation. You know, I, I go through all of that. Order of operations. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's funny that they did it because I would be that nerd that will say, "Ooh, let me see if you know, like, how I can, if this is actually." I mean, but I'm not gonna. It, it's one of those things where it's a fleeting, fleeting moment where I do it for a second, and I'm just like, "Let me go back to what I was doing." Yeah. Because um, my mind, you know, at, once again, you've been in school trained to do that, so your mind automatically tries to figure that out. But so, once again, who cares? Yeah. Uh, wild card is another scientist on this podcast. What do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> Everybody should see the wild card's face. Go ahead, wild card. Are you, are you now going to be at ease when you're watching Ghostbusters because the formulas on the boards will be right and all of their uh, scientific uh, equipment will be correct? Yes. Because every movie I watch, this is what I do. Is this what you do? You and Neil deGrasse Tyson? I look miniature details. Yes, I actually think this may be the industry's response to him. I mean, you know, because he has cast himself as also a movie critic recently. Yeah. Okay. And also, it's this thing where... When I mean, is he actually doing his science, though? That's what I want to well, know. He's brilliant in he's an area, yeah. but he does not understand entertainment. And I think yeah. a lot of times... Uh-huh. Um, we give too much credit to people who are brilliant in a complex area, mm-hmm. and thereby mm-hmm. we accept them being an authority on everything else. Let me tell you. About Ben Carson? I don't want to liken Neil deGrasse Tyson to Ben Carson. I think that's harsh. <laughs> yeah. But harsh, harsh, on, harsh on Neil. Yeah. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. the same concept. Look, I don't want to hear his opinion on a movie. I don't care if the North Star is in the wrong place in Titanic or whatever <laughs> else he wants to bring up. 
Yeah, and that, uh, wait a minute, though. Wait a minute, Wildcard. That is a, a criticism of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes. Oh, no, I didn't make that up. I didn't make yeah. that up. I'm not yeah. that clever. I could never, that, you know, I could never make something yeah, that I mean, he's up. acting like it's a slave movie, and they're right. using that to, you know, find the North. Go ahead. If this were a documentary on catching ghosts, <laughs> yeah. okay, and it was, if something was on the History Channel, I'm all for his critique. But it's a movie. Yeah. Well, maybe the next paranormal activity will be scientifically accurate now, too. Maybe everything will go through this, and yeah. we can actually go to the movies to learn and to get our entertainment. Isn't that right. what I mean, everybody wants? Got a Cloverfield sequel coming up. Maybe, hopefully, that will be up to snuff. Yeah, but, right. You know, I think, I don't, I mean, I don't know the reason, I'm joking somewhat, why um, they tried to justify these things so fiercely, even though they have done, there's research done on everything. We think about The Martian and all kinds of other yes. movies where there is some research done, but they're taking it to, and my favorite um, uh, terminology, right? Um, uh, thank you, J. Cole. They're taking it to the limps now, it seems, where it's part of the marketing almost. Okay, well, speaking of taking it to the limps, the Tom Fool of the Week. Uh, you know, some of these, these stories this week really are making me want to go take a nap. We got the dog whisperer, Cesar Milan. He's being investigated over animal cruelty complaints. Uh, his show on, on Nat Geo Wild, uh, one of these episodes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a dog named Simon who was aggressive toward uh, other animals. Um, and including uh, Simon's owner's potbelly pigs. So the dog whisperer came in to try to train Simon to behave well with others. Uh, and in the midst of doing this, uh, Simon was close to a pig and bit the pig on the ear. Uh, and the, it seemed like the pig's ear may have been bleeding, it was red or something. Uh, so viewers of this were outraged they called to complain. They wanted him investigated, which actually happened. Um, and also, some people, some critics of the Dog Whisperer believe that his approach overall has problems. Um, and I think that all of you people who are so concerned about what's going on a, on a TV show, you're all Tom Fools this week. <laughs> Shut, up Shut up and sit down. Sit down. First of all, I don't think that Simon was aggressive towards animals. I think he just liked bacon. Um, <laughs> and see, this is the thing. These, I'm glad you said that, though, before you continue, comedian. Because all these people complaining, how many of y'all eating bacon? How many? Y'all are doing much more than, than biting a pig's ear. Exactly. I'm sure the pig would rather get bitten on the ear every day. It'd be turned into a flank steak, or not a flank steak, into uh, something that goes with a flank steak. Bacon wrapped <laughs> flank steak, okay? Your bacon bits and everything else, okay? Your bacon flavored ice cream. <laughs> Go ahead, comedian. I'm sorry. Is, I, I, that, that's my point. I just think that <laughs> all the people, I mean, I thought when I was reading the article, I just assumed that it would say something along the lines of Peter was outraged that, you know, this pig was injured. Um, during the filming of this, you know, for entertainment. I was really waiting for Peter, then I realized, oh, this is normal people that are in an outrage about this pig's air being damaged. But I'm like, but, but, but y'all, but y'all eat, y'all eat bacon, y'all wear right. leather, you, mm -hmm. you, I don't, 
And then they want to criticize certain cultures for eating dogs. You know. Wait a minute. Y'all eat animals too. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, just to pull this up as well, everybody. Uh, now, Nat Geo has come back and they said that, first of all, what was on that episode wasn't the full story. Of course, it was edited. They're like, if, if you saw everything, you'd see that we took care of the pig and all of that. And the <laughs> pig is stitches. fine. The pig is not traumatized How and all of that. How did they know that? Did they talk to the pig? Was the pig like, I'm cool. I'm well, good. you know, pigs yeah. are very intelligent. So uh, maybe yeah. they did have a conversation uh, with, with the pig. Yeah, the, they pig do get a bum rat. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Wildcard. Are you worried uh -huh. about the pigs? No, I'm. You know what fascinates me is how many people are watching the show. I mean, these, look, these pro people that like to protest things, they go to the farthest corners of entertainment. Yeah, I mean, the the petition calling for Milan's show to be banned had almost ten thousand signatures. Yeah, who are these? Who are and these that people? was that was as of last week, I believe. Uh huh. Who, who's watching the? I never heard of this show. Don't y'all have something else to do? Yeah, that's, it always goes back to that. Where? Look. This is see. This is this is the evils of online stuff. That's true. Right. Social media. It could. He could have five viewers, and two of the five <laughs> wanted to post it on their Instagram, and they have uh, X amount of files. I don't know. It's the whole going back to the what yeah. we talked about before. Look, man. I, as Willy Wonka would say, in the immortalized words of Willy Wonka, I can think of worse things. <laughs> I know that everybody. <laughs> the end. We are finished with this episode of The Zeitgeist. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us again. You know what, everybody? If you want to weigh in on this, go to our website at dailydynamic.com. Uh, we don't care what you have to say. Write something down there. You might get a response. You might not. But you never know. Uh, also, on social media, we are Dynamic Daily. So check us out there. Uh, before we say sayonara, uh, for the team, anything, any last words you guys have for the people? Um, I'll just say, um, for the folks that went to Joe's Grab Shack. Uh, by the way, I knew, I knew the wild card would have something. Always. Yeah. For the folks that went to Joe's Crab Shack and didn't like what they saw, just start your fast right then and there. <laughs> yeah. Way to okay. tie everything together. The perfect time. <laughs> Comedian, anything from you? Um, nah. <laughs> and on that, everybody, we will uh, catch you next week. Listen to the Zeitgeist every Sunday at DailyDynamic.com.